the teaching of Ramana Maharshi so difficult to live, to apply, to realize, to deepen? Is it because of its complexity or its utter simplicity? The mind loves complexity, loves knowledge, loves to collect information, experiences, stories, theories, beliefs, religions, dogmas, ideas. The mind loves complexity. But Ramana's teaching is utter simplicity. It is so simple, so immediate, so direct, that the Western mind can reject it. The Eastern mind can reject it. The mind rejects the teaching of Ramana Maharshi or attempts to complicate it with ideas, dogmas, teachings that in one sense are true and in another sense are absolutely false and misleading. What is the teaching of Ramana Maharshi? It lives inside your own heart, the silence of your heart. And by heart, I mean the physical heart and the center of spiritual presence or consciousness, which is just to the right of your physical heart, right? This is the location in the human form that Ramana gave the heart center the spiritual center of the human form. If you dive into the heart center, you can discover for yourself that there is no such center, that the human form is non-existent, the mind and the ego are illusion, mirage, right? It's a mirage in the desert. And what is a mirage in the desert? You're in the desert and you're walking and looking at the horizon. It looks like there is water. It is an optical illusion, right? The ego is an optical illusion. The body is an optical illusion. It feels real. Tastes real, smells real feels real. Our senses trick us into believing that the world and our experiences are real. But the world and experiences and stories and ideas and knowledge and thoughts and dogma has nothing to do with your eternal salvation, which is known as self-realization, 
enlightenment, liberation, moksha. So what makes Ramana's teachings so difficult, especially in the West, the Western mind, is that we honor knowledge of mind and call it wisdom. We trust our mind. You trust your mind. You instantly agree with whatever you think. And based on your conditioned experience, which is everything you've learned from the womb, right? From when you were in your mother's womb, you were learning, sensing, developing. And when you were born into the world, you were taught certain things through your experience, through language, through religion, through teaching, through school. And this is your conditioned mental structure, right? It's what you believe about yourself, the world, society, what you believe about right and wrong. And the genetics of mind, or the genetic mind, which is wired in a very primitive architecture, and that primitive architecture is the human brain and body. So it's a primitive architecture because it's still driven by primal desire, the primal desire for survival. And your mind is wired for that, for survival. And whatever it perceives survival to be. And part of survival from the perspective of mind is to collect information and knowledge, read a lot. And if you're really interested in Advaita teachings, Vedic scripture, the Upanishads, you could spend a lifetime reading about enlightenment and never ever become enlightened, right? Never ever become self-realized, never achieve moksha, never deepen. And this is simply because knowledge has nothing to do with self-realization, liberation, or enlightenment. Ramana's teaching is very simple. You are the consciousness alive in your heart. You are the consciousness alive in your heart. You are the consciousness alive in your heart. You are not the egoic identity that believes very deeply, very intimately, very viscerally that you are your body. That is ego. 
And this is the great lie of Maya, that your body is real and that's who you are. So the five senses of your physical body combined with the genetics of mind work in conjunction as a biological machine to keep your physical form alive. The purpose of ego and mind is that and that alone. When you redirect your attention, which is the teaching of Ramana, to your heart center, and rest your mind in that until it dissolves into that source. This is the nature of awakening to the truth that you are this living consciousness alive in your heart. It's so simple the mind can easily reject it and go back to its habitual pattern of focusing on thought, circumstances, feelings, memories, projections, imagination, right? And it's this tendency to focus on thought and your emotions and habitual patterns of reacting to your circumstances and the people in your life that keep you trapped in the suffering nature of mind. You are a slave to your mind as long as you continue to believe what your mind says agree with it, and act based on that agreement. Whatever the agreement might be, whether you're good, bad, successful, a failure, pretty, ugly, right? It's the agreement with mind that manifests the experience of suffering. Ramana is simply saying, let go of the mind Stop believing it. See through it. Discover the source of the mind itself with the question, Who am I? Which is not a normal question. This question ultimately forces the mind to surrender because there is no answer. Any answer the mind can come up with falls down and eventually the mind surrenders to the source and this is the power and grace of the question who am I and the simplicity of Ramana's teaching what makes it challenging is the genetics of mind the genetic mind is like I said wired for survival wired for it. It's programmed into your genetics, your DNA. So the primal movements of mind to attack or fight 
an enemy, fight to be right, fight to prove that your point of view is right. This fight is genetic. The other primal movement is to seduce, to procreate, to continue the species genetically. So the sexual attraction and pleasure that you receive from union with other has this primal underlying genetic drive for procreation the continuation of the species, right? So there's seduction, genetic seduction. Hiding, lying, protecting, and all of the strategies and the complexities that go into that. Freedom is so simple. It's here and now. But, and this is a very big but, in the absolute sense, the consciousness is free. It does not suffer. It cannot possibly suffer. It is free of identity, free of emotion, free of all circumstances, and contained within all those things. It's not separate from anything. This is the nature of consciousness. It is pure, and it's already free. It does not suffer, right? Mind and your agreement with mind, which happens instantaneously in a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a second, you can have a thought and agree with that thought, even if it doesn't even make any sense, you agree. And it's that agreement, the instant agreement between your ego or sense that you are a person that is thinking something that generates the feelings associated with whatever you think. Right? And it's wired into your genetics. So this is what makes it challenging. This is the reason why Ramana himself said on numerous occasions that sadhana which means letting go. The practice of sadhana is a yoga that is essential for self-realization, moksha. This is not just having a realization that you are consciousness. That is awakening. That is very simple and very easy to do. Living a life that is liberated is the greatest of all challenges because if you're constantly changing circumstances and your reaction to that change, which is based in genetics, the physiology of your body. Sadhana generates a sacred holy blaze in the physical form which enables you to naturally deepen over time and burn through the false identification with the form or your body known as ego.
which is reflective consciousness. The ego exists to protect the body. But it is reflective consciousness because it is the identity that receives the senses. The input from your five senses is received by the sense of body, the feeling nature of your body, and the identifi identification with the body. Right? This core issue, ego, must be completely burned through, completely annihilated in order for moksha to exist, in order for you to live in a human form as a liberated being, right? But the being is pure consciousness that was always already free. This is the paradox. You're already free in the core. However, the genetics of your body, the feelings, the constant change of your environment make it very, very challenging to perceive this truth. And sadhana is essential. And Ramana was very, very specific about what is required to burn through the egoic identification because it is so strong. And that is silence. Quieting the mind. Returning your attention to the source, right? Through silence. The mantra is essential practice. The mantra is essential practice. And Ramana was very specific about this. That the silence of the mantra burns through the genetics of mind and ego. And he described that as vasanas, samskaras, sankalpas, right? These are tendencies, very strong, egoic tendencies infused with the genetics of your body and the karma, past lives, past actions that is stored in your genetics. Right? So the complexity is in the human form. The simplicity lives in your heart, but you must let go of this core identity in order to be free. I mean, in order to be truly free, no longer at the effect of ego, no longer reacting to your circumstances, consistently and deeply content and happy. These are the signs that you are making progress. If you are still suffering or falling into old patterns of behavior, you have not burned through the ego. You are still a slave to your mind. You are not practicing continuously. This is what Ramana was very specific about. So silence is an essential practice.
inquiry, essential practice. Ramana says you can do other forms of yoga, but if you want to be liberated, you eventually have to come to self-inquiry. It annihilates the story, it annihilates the mind, and most importantly, it totally annihilates the ego. It returns your attention fully to the source as the source. It is love beyond all ideas of love. Consciousness beyond all ideas of consciousness. Peace beyond all understanding, right? This is the living consciousness of your heart. This is the Turiya state. To live from the Turiya state, it is essential to burn the ego completely through sadhana practice. Silence, self-inquiry, satsang, right? Mantra. The sound of the mantra is essential. Each state of consciousness in the human form is a seed letter of the sound of Turiya, which is the sound of silence, which is Om. A-U-M are the seed letters of Om. And these seed sounds are infused with deep and profound silence that burns through the genetics of form burns through the mind and the ego. So it's really those three primary things, silence, self-inquiry, sound, the mantra. If you use those three practices consistently, daily, every time you think of it, you will make progress. If you just think about the practices or read scripture, you will not make any progress. You might collect a lot of information about the life of Ramana Maharshi or other great teachers like the Buddha or Jesus, but it does nothing to liberate you from the slavery of your mind, right? Nothing to liberate you from the slavery of ego. You must stop and turn your attention inward through sadhana, the practice of letting go of everything, every idea, all scripture, all practice ultimately. But the practice is essential until it no longer is essential, until you are established in the living truth of the heart as love, as peace, as pure consciousness. Thank you so much for listening. This is Koshi, and I'll be talking to you again soon.